No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see where King Nebuchadnezzar boasts in his power and majesty, and then hears a voice from heaven saying that his kingdom has departed. He spends the next seven years eating grass like oxen. We hope you join us as Pastor Daryl continues in Daniel chapter 4 on Simply the Bible. King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon had a dream that terrified him. He called for all his wise men, but none of them could tell him what it meant. Then Daniel was brought in who gave the king the interpretation. Now, in this dream, Nebuchadnezzar had seen a great tree with its top reaching the heavens. It could be seen to the ends of the earth. It provided shade for the beasts and the birds nested in its branches. Then a holy one came down from heaven and said, chop down the tree, let him graze with the beast and be given a heart of a beast until seven times pass over him. And he knows that the most high rules in the kingdom of men and gives it to whomever he will. Now Daniel told the king that he was the tree and that his kingdom had become great but he was going to be driven from men and dwell with the beasts of the field, eating grass like oxen for seven times or seven years until he learned that the Most High rules. So Daniel advised him, King, stop sinning and do what is right. Break from your wicked past and be merciful to the poor. Perhaps then you will continue to prosper. We continue in Daniel chapter 4, verse 28. All this came upon King Nebuchadnezzar at the end of 12 months. He was walking about the royal palace of Babylon. The king spoke, saying, Is not this great Babylon that I have built for a royal dwelling by my mighty power and for the honor of my majesty? God gave Nebuchadnezzar a year to think it over, to amend his ways, to to make some changes. Then one day, as he was walking on top of the royal palace, looking out over his great city of Babylon, he made a great boast. Even though earlier he had blessed the Lord and said that there was no other God like him, yet now he did not give God credit for his success. His motivation in building up Babylon was for his own honor and majesty and not for God's glory. While the word was still in the king's mouth, a voice fell from heaven, King Nebuchadnezzar, to you it is spoken, the kingdom has departed from you, and they shall drive you from men, and your dwelling shall be with the beasts of the field. They shall make you eat grass like oxen, and seven times shall pass over you until you know that the Most High rules in the kingdom of men and gives it to whomever he chooses. Now, this voice came from heaven saying that they were going to drive him from men. I wonder who the they refers to in verse 32. Who would drive Nebuchadnezzar from men and make him eat grass? Could it be that they were demonic spirits who were now 
permitted to torment the king and drive him mad and send him away from all people? I could swear that I have seen this happen in a similar sense when someone who has been active in the church and on fire for God, it suddenly falls into sin and then is driven away and isolated from the body of Christ. It's tragic. And you wonder how much of that is the enemy working overtime? Well, God is patient with us and slow to anger, but when he finally gives the word for judgment, then it is certain. Proverbs 29.1 says, He who is often rebuked and hardens his neck will suddenly be destroyed and that without remedy. Now, in Nebuchadnezzar's case, the destruction that he would receive would not end in death, but it would be disciplinary. Verse 33, that very hour, the word was fulfilled concerning Nebuchadnezzar. He was driven from men and ate grass like oxen. His body was wet with the dew of heaven till his hair had grown like eagle's feathers and his nails like bird's claws. Can you even imagine what he must have looked like after seven years grazing like oxen. It sounds strange to us, but there is actually a documented case of a man who was institutionalized in Britain in 1946 who suffered from a similar malady. The patient was in his early 20s who reportedly had been hospitalized for about five years. His symptoms were well-developed on admission and diagnosis was immediate and conclusive. He was of average height and weight with good physique and was in excellent bodily health. His mental symptoms included pronounced antisocial tendencies and because of this, he spent the entire day from dawn to dusk outdoors in the grounds of the institution. His daily routine consisted of wandering around the lawns and plucking up handfuls of grass as he went along. He never ate institutional food. I could probably understand that with the other inmates. And his only drink was water. The only physical abnormality consisted of a lengthening of his hair and a coarse, thickened condition of the fingernails. I don't know if it was the grass or what it must have been, but at any rate, it was documented. And so this could happen, did happen with Nebuchadnezzar because God tells us so in his word. Later, when Daniel recalled this event to King Belshazzar, Nebuchadnezzar's grandson, he said that Nebuchadnezzar had dwelt among the wild donkeys. Imagine what this must have been like for someone who was so strong and intelligent, living in luxury, to suddenly lose his mind and be given the heart of a beast. And yet, when people fall into sin and don't repent, in one sense, they lose their mind and they're given a heart like an animal without the capacity to have spiritual discernment. Now, all of this happened to Nebuchadnezzar because of pride. God hates pride. It was pride that transformed the angel Lucifer into the devil. Proverbs 11.2 says, When pride comes, then comes shame, but with the humble is wisdom. Proverbs 16:18 Pride goes before destruction and haughtiness before a fall. Proverbs 29:23 A man's pride 
will bring him low, but the humble in spirit will retain honor. Now we live in a culture that esteems pride as a virtue, but God hates it. We are all vulnerable to pride because self always wants to sit on the throne of one's life. Pride often manifests itself as self-righteousness, self-reliance, or selfish ambition. There is an I in the middle of pride. Verse 34, And at the end of the time, I, Nebuchadnezzar, lifted my eyes to heaven, and my understanding returned to me. I blessed the Most High and praised and honored him who lives forever. After seven years, King Nebuchadnezzar's sanity was miraculously restored when he looked up toward heaven. Then he blessed, praised, and honored the Most High God who lives forever. Nebuchadnezzar had a new perception of God and a changed heart. He would never be the same. Now think about where you were before you came to know Jesus Christ. The Bible says that you were dead in your trespasses and sins. The God of this age blinded you so that you could not see the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ. In one sense, you were like a brute beast living on the animalistic plane, following the appetites of your body and mind without a spiritual connection to the true and living God. But one day, the eyes of your understanding were opened to see Jesus crucified for your sins. Suddenly, it all made sense, and you looked to heaven, trusting in Christ for your salvation. Then you blessed the Most High God for having mercy on you and praised and honored the one who lives forever. You see, we have more in common with Nebuchadnezzar than we might care to admit. When we were living to and for ourselves, in a sense, we had lost our minds because we were created in God's image to know and to worship God. But now we have come to our senses and received God's precious gift of salvation by grace. We have been born again of the Spirit and become new creations in Christ. Now, if you haven't yet experienced this, then in one sense, you're still grazing with the beasts. But the good news is that God does want to save you, use you, and bestow upon you an eternal kingdom of glory. And it comes by you lifting up your eyes toward heaven, believing that Jesus Christ died on the cross for your sins and rose from the dead on the third day, and inviting him to be your Savior and your Lord. There is life and restoration in his name. Verse 34, For his dominion, is an everlasting dominion, and his kingdom is from generation to generation. All the inhabitants of the earth are reputed as nothing. He does according to his will in the army of heaven and among the inhabitants of the earth. No one can restrain his hand or say to him, what have you done? Nebuchadnezzar now understood the sovereignty of God. Beyond what we see, God rules over the kingdoms of men. Yes, Satan is the ruler of this world, but God sets his boundaries. God's sovereignty and man's responsibility exist side by side. Because God is sovereign, he gives us a free will and then holds us responsible for our actions. No one can thwart God's purpose. We could say to him, what have you done? But he doesn't owe us an answer. He does whatever he will. And yet, he restrains himself by his own holiness 
truth, and love. At the same time, my reason returned to me, and for the glory of my kingdom, my honor and splendor returned to me. My counselors and nobles resorted to me. I was restored to my kingdom, and excellent majesty was added to me. Just as God had spoken to him through the dream and its interpretation, Nebuchadnezzar was restored to his former glory as king. Even his counselors and nobles sought him out and restored him to his former place. Now, it is possible that during these seven years, Daniel and his three friends maintained the kingdom since Daniel knew that God would restore him. Nebuchadnezzar testified that he was even greater than before, for excellent majesty was added to him. Never again would Nebuchadnezzar attribute his success to anything else than the grace of God. And that is a good lesson for us all to remember. Now I, Nebuchadnezzar, praise and extol and honor the King of Heaven, all of whose works are truth and his ways justice. The Lord was now Nebuchadnezzar's king, whom he delighted to honor. And I believe that we will see him in heaven. Verse 37, and those who walk in pride, he is able to put down. That is a good reminder for us all, especially when God begins to bless our lives. Jesus has the final word in the matter, for whoever exalts himself will be humbled, and whoever humbles himself will be exalted. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. That's calvarytv.org. If you have any questions or comments, please contact us through our website. To listen to previous episodes, check out our Simply the Bible podcast, and please leave us a review. That helps a lot. Tomorrow we will see where King Belshazzar drinks from the holy vessels of the Lord, and a man's hand appears writing on the wall. The queen suggests that he summon Daniel for the interpretation. We hope you'll join us as we continue teaching through the book of Daniel on Simply the Bible. Simply the Bible.